You're now listening to the A Place of Refuge Productive Living Podcast with Bishop Barry D. Walker. A Place of Refuge vision is to cause people to be productive in every aspect of life according to God's Word. For more information, please stop by our website at www.aplaceofrefugechurch.org. Now, here's today's message already in progress. Contextually, the scribes were a class of educated teachers and interpreters of the Old Testament scripture. They specialize in, in the Torah, Pentateuch, or the first five books of the Bible. They were opposed to Jesus. They were opposed to Jesus. Let's consider Matthew, the ninth chapter, in reference to their opposition to Jesus. I'm going to start at verse 1, Matthew 9, verse 1. So he or Jesus got into a boat, crossed over, and came to his own city, or Galilee. Off. Uh, then, behold, they brought to him a paralytic lying on a bed. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, Son, be of good cheer. Your sins are forgiven you. And at once, or immediately, some of the scribes, said within themselves, this man blasphemes. Now a person received his healing because Jesus spoke a word of healing to the person, but the scribes said Jesus blasphemed or spoke against Yahweh or Jehovah. I'm going to show you their problem with Jesus. One of their problems with Jesus. Go with me to Matthew 7. Just turn the page. Matthew 7. They didn't like the fact that the people Acknowledge Jesus' authority in reference to the scripture versus their teaching. Matthew 7, 28 and 29. And so it was when Jesus had ended these sayings that the people were astonished at his teaching. For he taught them as one having authority. Jesus lived what he taught. He didn't just teach boldly. He believed what he taught was so, was real. But notice the verse closes by saying, and not as 
the scribes. The scribes taught the scripture, but not with authority. Taught some of the same things that Jesus taught, but there was a distinction because of Jesus' authority, which was also connected to his anointing. The Lord had anointed, or God had anointed Jesus the man to, to teach, preach, and so forth according to Luke 4 and 18. Not going there, but, but the people knew there was a difference. Knew there was a distinction. Again, the scribes were educated. Knew the scripture. Interpreted the scripture. But it was just ladder. Just a ladder. Just what was read and explained. The latter kills, but the spirit gives life. The Pharisees, who are also mentioned in the text, were political and religious and believed that the people should only live according to the teaching and the interpretation of the scribes. That's what they wanted. Even though the Pharisees and, and, and the scribes uh, didn't always agree, they, they insisted that people believe what the scribes had to say. And like the scribes, the Pharisees were also opposed to Jesus. Also opposed to him. So let's, let's consider scripture in reference to the Pharisees. Let's go back to the book of Matthew, chapter 9, and verse 34. This is what they said about Jesus after Jesus uh, had cast out a demon. Matthew 9 and 34, ready? But the Pharisees said, he or Jesus cast out demons... By the ruler of the demons of Beelzebub. He cast out demons by the ruler of the demons. So basically they thought Jesus was demonic. I said basically they thought Jesus was demonic. Now, the, these are people that were the hierarchy 
of society during the time of Jesus. People that other folks looked up to. This was his greatest opposition. Scribes and Pharisees. People that had power. People that knew the latter, but there was no power or authority behind it. Talk scripture, but wouldn't live it. Talk scripture, but was against certain things in reference to the leading of the Holy Spirit. Solomon said there is nothing new under the sun. We have the same type folk in our day and time. Now, what, what the text and, and the scripture that I took you to didn't say that the folks that were opposed to Jesus were also his kinfolk. Jesus was a Jew, and the Pharisees and scribes were also Jewish. Some of our biggest enemies or people that oppose us are akin to us. Sometimes we talk about other races, but, but some of your biggest problems or most of your biggest problems come from your own race. Y'all all right? Let's consider something in Matthew 12. Remember, they thought Jesus was demonic. Yeah, thought he was demonic. Now notice, and keep in mind, they thought he was demonic, but notice Matthew 12 and 14. Ready? Then the Pharisees went out and plotted against Jesus how they might destroy or kill him. We're going to have to kill him. But we got to be smart about killing him. So we need to sit down and just come up with, with the plan. He had did nothing to them but, but, but because of his teaching. They wanted him dead. Everybody don't love that you say. Holy Ghost feel. Some folks don't like the fact that you done came from the bottom to 
to where you are right now. Some folk like it when you were struggling. Like it when you, you were scraping. You have to understand that everybody is not happy that Jesus saved you, sanctified you, and filled you with the Holy Spirit. And I'm not talking about folk way across the country. Folk in your family. And sadly, some folk in your own church. On your job. You'll be surprised how, how, how many folks have said uh, when they were not in your hearing, she thinks she's something. He make me sick. And won't bad to happen to you. They, they plotted were determined to come up with a plan to kill Jesus. Religious folk in church week in and week out. Smiling in your face. Used to be an old blues song that says, Smiling Faces. <laughs> Tell lies. Woo! Oh, God, I should have. Got some women that say that's a true, <laughs> true saying. <laughs> and so, you'll notice in Luke 11 and 44, Jesus, while conversing with his disciples, said to them, Whoa! To these scribes and Pharisees, conversing with his disciples, but at the same time, talking to those that were in opposition to him. Whoa. He was displeased with them. They were a source of grief. And so he gave them a woe. And then he dropped something on them that, that um, most folks would have been bothered by. But he just dropped on these educated folk. Folk that stand in the square and quote scripture. Hypocrites. Yeah, I heard you praying, but you're a pretender. 
you're fake. You're pseudo. Yeah, I heard them tongues you were talking in, but you, you don't have no holy spirit. You fake from your crown to the sole of your feet. I better go back to the text. I thought I took my time reading it, but y'all act like I'm talking on my own. Notice again, woe to you scribes and Pharisees. What's the next word? Hypocrites. Now get this, he's talking to the disciples, but in front of the Pharisees. They're hearing him. Talking to two groups. See, sometimes you got to let folk know. You know that they're not real. And you're not going to be liked for it. And I'm not telling you to leave here, go, go, go over to your cousin's house you don't like and start, and start something. I'm not saying that now. But sometimes you got to let folk know. See, Jesus, Jesus put a woe to them because he was grieved at their lifestyle. He, he, he didn't like how they taught folk but wouldn't tell them the real truth. I don't, I don't know how you feel, but but but... I want to know the truth even if I don't want to put it into action right away. I still want to know the truth. If it cut me, I still want to. Don't play with me and make me end up in hell. Tell me the truth. See, the Bible talks about how in the latter day, folks will want to hear anything but the truth. But we have to be to the point to where the one thing we want is the truth. We got to want what will make us free. What will change our lives for the better. Again, even if you, you, you are not quick to put it in action, you still should want to know the truth. Give me the bottom line. Tell me the truth. So in the midst of the Pharisees and his disciples, he just goes off. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites. Got to show you something. Go with me to uh, Matthew 5. Lord have mercy. Y'all okay? Now this is what he told his disciples in reference to the Pharisees and the scribes. Matthew 5 and 20. Ready? I say to you that unless your righteousness 
exceeds the righteousness of the scribes and Pharisees. You will by no means enter the kingdom of heaven. What is the implication? Scribes and Pharisees were not going to heaven. Look at the text. This ain't Walker. Look at the text. Accept your righteousness exceeds the righteousness of religious hypocrites. You're not going to enter into heaven. Religious folks say things like, we don't know who's going to heaven. The very ones we think go may not be there. That ain't what the Bible say though, baby. I hear what you're saying, but that is not what the Bible says. I know y'all think I ain't right, but God knows my heart. Baby, your heart is manifested in what you choose to do. You, you have to understand something that, that religious folk would try, to make, would try to justify wrong. Wrong, just wrong. When you do wrong, you're wrong. When I do wrong, I'm wrong. Wrong, just wrong. Now, now when I tell you none of us are perfect, I, I mean that. We ain't flawless, we mess up. But some folks say we ain't perfect as an excuse. In saying that all of us in the same boat. No, we ain't. We ain't in no same boat. No, none of us are perfect. But I'm striving to do what's right. But you're not. And again, it's evident. And, and so notice when Jesus told him, except your righteousness exceeds the righteousness of the Pharisees. And scribes, you, you ain't going to enter into heaven. He knew that they could look at the lives of the religious hypocrites. Or hear the sayings of the religious hypocrites versus his saying. And know the difference between their righteousness and his righteousness. One prophet said, our righteousness is as filthy rags. It's unclean. Jesus' righteousness was based upon the scripture. As when he taught his disciples certain things. Uh, like what he said in Matthew 6 and 33, he told them, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and everything that you need will be added unto you. It's sad that he had to base a lot of his teaching on what was in contrast to what 
his kinfolk are religious hypocrites with teaching. And some folk will call it judging, but it's not judging because you're using the word. But they, 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 they cut Jesus down for his teaching. Even though he taught with authority, even though he told it just like it was at the time, they were still opposed to him. Yeah. And, and you know they were just like, God, here, here, here he come with his stuff trying to teach what we teach, the same scripture we teaching, but he teaching it differently. No, he teaching it right. He's not adding to, he's not taking away. He's just teaching it right. Man, for years I thought if I, if I just get baptized, I would be okay. Ain't it needing y'all looking like that? Some of you are the same way. You got to be baptized so you can go to heaven. You thought that was it. And, until I really found out the truth about salvation, I, I turned, in hindsight, I looked back. I said, man, I was a dry sinner. They took me in the water, and I came up a wet sun. But even nowadays and times, people will, will tell you. They, they will try to tell you that, that baptism is the difference. But not if you're not born again. It just symbolizes Christ being Lord and Savior of your life. And you following him, you go down into the grave, symbolizing your connection, your union with him. If we have been baptized in the likeness of him, we'll also rise in the likeness of his resurrection. But it's symbolic. It's symbolic as well as scripture. We do it because it's scripture. But it just symbolizes that we have changed. We have been born again. And that's what he had to tell Nicodemus. Who had been baptized. But he told him, except you be born of the water. And of the spirit. You're not going to have. Life. Eternally. Now Nicodemus was a Pharisee. But he really wanted the truth. So he asked Jesus how. Can a man. Enter into his mother's womb. For a second time. And Jesus said, you being an elder, you don't know scripture? They only knew the latter. Not the full truth. And some of them, when the full truth came, they just simply rejected it. We have to be to the point to where we strive to do right, even though we can never be perfect. You're going to make mistakes. 
Well, I'm going to get saved one day when I'm really ready to, look, you ain't going to never be perfect. But you don't play with salvation when God is dealing with your heart. Give your life to him so your life can be better. You don't want to be to the point the way you wait. Because some of us, when we finally got saved, our biggest thing was, man, I wish I would have gave my life to Jesus a long time ago. But some folk look at, at being saved as a bad thing because of one reason, because of religious folk. Got to go on, but look at your neighbor and say, I hope you're not religious. But you have a genuine relationship with him. I've been in church all my life. That don't mean you saved. Bought up in the church. What you mean am I saved? Bought up in the church but never submitting your life to Christ means you're, you're religious. You know church but you don't know. The one that, well the only one that can save you. Bible says there is one name that has been given whereby men can be saved. That name, Jesus. I was talking to a guy uh, not long ago that's, that's in the Hebrew religion, real popular right now. And uh, he was talking about, I just went through a week of atonement. I was just like, man, don't you know you don't, have to, you don't have to go through atonement like they did in the Old Testament. Jesus already paid the price. And when you do such, that's like blaspheming. That's like spitting in his face. As if he didn't pay the penalty for your sins. He done paid the price. You ain't, you ain't got to do that no more. Well, see, the enemy will come up with anything he can to get folks to blaspheme. Why does he want folks to blaspheme? Because he knows that there is no forgiveness. Once a person blasphemes, there, there is no forgiveness. None. Y'all okay? We may have something to run, run, run around in a minute. I may give you something. But right now, let me teach. Thank God for the choir. Look at this again. Matthew 5 and 20, before I move on. For I say unto you that unless your righteousness exceeds the righteousness of the scribes and Pharisees, you will by no means enter the kingdom of heaven. Do you think he was playing with his disciples? He was for real. He did not want them to be religious. That was, that was his main thing. I, I don't want you to be religious. He taught more in reference to uh, 
the scribes and the Pharisees and their doings, get you holding on, than the devil. Yes. Because he knew the threat that they posed because they had, they had caused so many people to be mis, misled. Now let's go back to Luke 11 and 44 and let me, let me deal with what I just said uh, and make it very plain for you. Y'all still okay? Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you are like graves which are not seen. And the men who walk over them are not aware of them. Just like if, if a grave is up on the, this stage, folk just walking but do not know that a dead person's body is upon the, the stage unknown dead dead <laughs> but unknown And so what Jesus was basically saying to them and in the ears of his disciples, the Pharisees are lifeless, but the people around them don't know. Because they act religious. They act like they know scripture or live scripture, but they don't. And so he called them graves or dead. Bottom line, they were like all of us before Jesus. Dead? in trespasses and sin. They're lifeless. He said they're, they're lifeless, but men just walk and don't even know that they're, they're dead. Listening to him and don't even know they're listening to a dead person. Listening to your friend explain what he thinks the scripture means. And you don't even know you're listening to a dead person. Hearing somebody say the tithe is not right. You shouldn't do that. 
It don't take all that that you're doing. And you're hearing it, but not recognizing that you're listening to a dead person. You don't really have to do all that that Pastor Walker is saying. But you know, Pastor gave us, yeah, but he, you don't have to do all, all what he's saying, though. See, my pastor just say we just got to do right. We, we just treat everybody right. That's what's going to take us to heaven. And that's all you got to do. Just love everybody. <laughs> and you're going to go to heaven. That's all you got to do. Listening to a dead person. And don't even recognize. Jesus called them graves. But then let them know men just walking, they don't even know you're dead. Say to your neighbor, I ain't got no time to be listening to no dead folk. I don't want to be a worshiper of necromancy. I don't worship the dead. The proverb writer talked about the congregation of the dead. Singing hymns. Singing spiritual songs. But dead. It's quiet in here because I'm probably offending some of you. Because you sit in the seat of the dead. And some of us know firsthand what it is to be a part of the congregation of the dead because we used to be in a dead church. One of the hardest things I, I ever had to do is just say to my mama, who I love, Lord, I can't even tell you how much I love that woman. But to say to my mama, mama, you're dead even though you've been in church for years. And except you be born again, you're not going to heaven. Boy, I got baptized when I was a child. And I gave Reverend so-and-so the right hand of fellowship. He put my name on the road. I don't know what you're talking about. And her face was just as straight as my face is right now. And what I said, it got to her, but I had to tell her. Because I didn't want my mama to lift up her eyes in hell. Reason I'm telling you what I'm telling you. I don't, I don't want you to think being religious is going to take you to heaven. If that's where you are right now. Or if you're thinking about going back to being religious. I don't want you to do that. And everything I'm saying is not Walker. 101 is scripture.
Jesus was dealing with folk that had been operating in religious beliefs for hundreds of years. They were the most powerful religious organization during his times. So powerful that they actually controlled the government had their own courts, had their own systems, methods, and so forth of punishment. Powerful folk. That's the reason they knew that, that they had to plot in a way that would keep their hands clean. Yeah, we're going to get one of his disciples to mess him up, and we're just going to be completely clean up. And then we're going to throw him some change. We're going to give him 30 pieces of silver to do our dirty work. And then even after Jesus, I'm show you how crooked they were. Even after Jesus had, had resurrected, and folk knew he had resurrected. Folk that had been dead walking the street. And, and, and he said, look, we got we to pay some folk off. Because if they hear about he done resurrected, we'll sure be, we'll sure be in trouble. So, so we're going to pay off the guards who saw him that, that come from the grave. We're going to pay them off and tell them they ain't got to worry about getting killed or their family getting killed because we're going to make sure everything is all right with the Romans. They're going to be okay. Pay them off. That's how powerful they were. And they were clean. Clean of it. In their eyes anyway. Lord have mercy. I got to show you some stuff. Y'all quiet. Y'all okay? I don't know about you. I want my religious folks saved. Can folks say? But some of them just don't want to be saved. I said some of them just don't want to be saved. They think they just as right as you when they don't realize it ain't about you being right. It's about you doing what God told you to do. It's not you. It's, it's what the scripture says. And you putting it into action the right way. Well, I went up there and, and gave my life just like you did. Yeah, but you didn't, you didn't fully submit to what he told you to do. You can't confess no little prayer and think that's it. If you confess this right here, you're going to be saved. Lord, I'm a sinner. This is a sinner. You say, no. No. You can't confess that and be saved. You have to believe in your heart. You have to believe it. And then after you believe it and take the necessary step, then you have to strive to live it. And even when you mess up, you got to ask God to help you. And you got to repent and keep striving to, to live it. I don't like this type teaching. I know it is. This type teaching is tough. 
but it need to be said. Go with me to Matthew 23. Did I say that? Go with me to Matthew 23. I'm, I'm getting ready to close. Lord have mercy. Y'all okay? Y'all going to be back next Sunday? All right, Matthew 23. Oh, y'all going to be your tears. But anyway, Matthew 23, verses 13 and 14. Jesus said, but woe to you scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you shut up the kingdom of heaven against men. And, and this is what just makes you bald. For you neither go in yourselves, nor do you allow those who are entering to go in. It's folks that really want to be saved, but religious folks stop them. Man, don't think Walker got nothing different over there. That's just a cult. And stuff and sayings like this come from religious folk. Never taught nothing but scripture. Openly live in the community. I better read this one more time. Matthew 23 and 13. But woe to you scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you shut up the kingdom of heaven against men, for you neither go in yourself, nor do you allow those who are entering, get this, to go in. For want to be saved, but they keep them. Keep them out. Keep folk from being saved. Well, Pastor, they said that, that it's all right for us to do this because ain't nobody perfect. I said, man, that ain't right. I said, let me show you what the scripture says. I said, because I don't want you to take my word, but I don't want you to take that word either. Let's just let the Bible be the final say. See, that, that's what you have to understand. You, you don't want to take pastor's opinion. Not somebody else's opinion. You want to you hear what the word has to say. Let the word be the final say. Religious folks used to say, when I first got saved, I told them, I said, man, I received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I said, man, it's just so wonderful. What, what did they make you do? Well, man, they showed me in scripture where I had to uh, pray to Jesus and, and call on the name of Jesus, and I would be I would be filled with the Holy Ghost, and, and man, I was filled with the Holy Ghost, and, and God just started speaking through me, and, and just I just obeyed him, and it's just wonderful because I know he's living on the inside of me. Man, you didn't have to do all that. They telling you you got to do something extra for a tongue, but you ever seen a shoe come without a tongue? I said, what you mean? A shoe come, a shoe come with a tongue. So you ain't got to do no extra. I said, y'all laugh, but they used to say stuff like this. Anything they could say to keep you from doing what the scripture says they would do. 
Man, we had, a, we had a Holy Ghost time Sunday. We were clapping. We were praising God and, and all that. And they said, man, look, y'all got a club over there. Y'all got, got them instruments up there in the pulpit. They said, that's club stuff. You don't put no instruments in the church. This is what religious folk used to say. But get this, when they start losing members, guess what they did? They started bringing instruments in the church. You got to know your history. And this is not putting anybody down. This is truth. This is truth. But he says again, you, you won't go in. You don't want to do the right thing, but you don't want other folks to do right. Girl, you can't stop doing what you're doing. All you need to do is just get saved and you're going to be all right. Because what you're doing, that what your mama did, and, and you, just, you just inherited that. And so you're going to be all right. All you need to do is just ask, ask Jesus for help. Get baptized and you're going to help. You seal. You seal. Until he come to get you. And, and folk will buy it. Even though the scripture says that hell enlarges itself. Every single day. Why? Preparing for the souls that are coming that way. But every funeral you go to. Somebody is putting... Somebody in heaven that didn't live nothing. Y'all ain't liking me now. I got to go on. Listen to this. 14th verse. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you devour widows' houses and for a pretense make long prayers. Therefore, you will receive greater condemnation. Take advantage of widows. Pray long prayers. Ain't nothing wrong with prayer. Unless you're doing it in vain. Let's go further. As I get ready to close. Uh, same chapter, Matthew 23. But let's consider verses 27 and 28. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites! For you are like whitewashed tombs. What they would do in certain, lo certain locations in Palestine, they would actually whitewash a tomb in order for folk to be able to see it even at night. They would know that it was a graveyard because they would whitewash the tombs. But notice this. For you are like whitewashed tombs, which indeed appear beautiful outwardly, but inside are full of dead 
men's bones. And all, notice, all uncleanness. Even so, you also outwardly appear righteous to men. But inside you are full of hypocrisy and lawlessness. And it eventually comes out. Because remember when Jesus went to trial and, and they couldn't find, and they put false witnesses and everything up against Jesus. But, but then the governor said, look, I don't, I don't find no fault in the man. And then he said, oh, Lord, our plan about to backfire. Oh, whoa, whoa, but wait a minute. He have to release one person and crucify another person. So we just need the crowd to get involved and holler, release Barabbas and kill Jesus. And our plot going to still happen. And that's what they did. They encouraged them to release Barabbas. Get this. A man that was known for killing folk, robbing folk, breaking in houses, and other things. A man that was a known criminal. Pharisee would rather let a man that was known for committing crime be free than Jesus. And so when they got the people to say, crucify Jesus and let him, so they, they just let him go. And even though the Romans carried out the sentence, behind every bit of it was the ones that plotted to kill him, religious folk. The unknown Acting like they live it, but don't. Hypocrites. Let's give the Lord a hand of praise. I'm going to stop right there. Lord have mercy. <laughs> Woo, that's a tough teaching on a Sunday.